for all the things I did at Gremlin, that's what got me to the next level. It wasn't my grades, to be clear. <laughs> it definitely wasn't my grades either. <laughs> Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetic for HBCU. Uh, on today's episode, you got your boy Jordan, you got your girl Adelia, and this is Chocolate Friends Swizzle. Yeah, and we we just thought it would be appropriate to uh, take you all back through our journey through undergrad and just discuss being involved in different organizations. Uh, I definitely think it's important to not only focus on your academics, but also to focus on your extracurricular activities, whether that's sports, um, academic clubs, social clubs, Greek organizations, or uh, step teams, whatever it might be. So um, on today's episode, we'll be discussing our experience at our respective HBCUs with being involved in different organizations and some cautionary tales or tips and tricks to navigate the trials and tribulations of uh, organizations at an HBCU. So with that, let's uh, let's get things started with you, Adelia. Um, I think you had mentioned kind of off camera before we before we got got things popping. That uh, you you had some experiences at Spelman with uh, with some organizations. So tell us about it. Yeah, so I when I started at Spelman, I kind of came in with guns blazing because I kind of knew from the start that I needed to make up for a lot of lost time. Uh, as y'all probably know already, I started at Spelman during my sophomore year and not my freshman year. And so for me, joining student organizations was a two-part thing. Number one, I wanted to be able to network and get to know people, um, especially because I was not living on campus at that time. Um, and then two, I wanted to start building my resume. Uh, and that was also just a part of the culture at Spelman, right? We would hear a lot about your resume um, and your involvement and standing out in leadership. And so I started... Um, just popping up at meetings because there would be flyers all over the campus for different clubs, especially, you know, in those first couple of weeks of school, um, they would have those general body meetings. And then once I started finding organizations that I was interested in, I was like, okay, I also want to hold a, you know, a executive board position. So some of the organizations I was involved in, um, I did Student Philanthropy Club, which was an organization that was helping Spelman raise money. Um, I did uh, a couple of class councils uh, during my senior year. I actually was on senior class council, which was a part of the Student, student Government Association. Um, I joined the Grand Orders Club, which is a really... Um, I wouldn't say it's a prestigious club at Spelman, but it's definitely a significant club because it's the organization of girls who have family members that previously attended Spelman. Um, and they also are very involved with like graduation, um, senior week and all those other things that are happening on campus. Um, and so it was great. You know, I did get some leadership positions and things like that, but caveat is that I kind of did too much too soon, in my opinion. 
Um, and I really encourage everyone who is um, looking at joining organizations in the next school year to think about what that's going to look like against your workload, you know, why you're there in the first place, which is to get your degree. Um, but at the same time, you can't avoid doing those things because they do put you in a position to be able to network and to be able to get to know um, people that, especially alumni who are connected to those organizations that might be able to help you after you graduate. So I, um, if I could pick, you know, one organization that was my favorite to be on, it would definitely be Senior Class Council. Um, that was a time where we were just able to like really take the reins for our class, you know, planning things that would leave a mark on the class of 2011. Um, while also, if I'm being honest, we got into all the senior parties for free. Listen, if you wanted to save a dime, look, you needed to be a part of SGA or Pulse, which was like the student um, activities organization or on one of the class councils, child, because it was um, it would save you some money. Uh, and the last thing that I would say is you when you do student leadership, um, like those organizations that I was involved in, you learn a lot about yourself. I feel like you learn about what you don't like, what you do like. Um, I learned that fundraising was not my passion. <laughs> so I knew that once I graduated, I would not be looking for any jobs. And um, what do they call it? It's like development or something like that. I was not looking for any of those jobs because I hated directly asking people for money. Um, I knew I didn't want a job in politics, right? Watching people campaign and having to shake hands and do all of those things to be able to win a position. My, my position on senior class council was actually appointed. I had to interview for it um, because it was like a more behind the scenes role versus like our president, our vice president, they actually had to run for their positions. So, yeah, I learned a lot about who I was, what I wanted in a job and what I didn't want. And, you know, I encourage everybody who's in those roles to kind of think about how that might tie to your future as well. Um, you, you mentioned a number of organizations, uh, I guess, mm -hmm. between your sophomore year and your and graduating how many organizations do you think, like how many of them do you think overlap? Like how many organizations were you involved at and at, at a given moment? Was it one, two, was it five to six? <laughs> what was it looking like for you? For me, it was anywhere between three to five. And what was wild is that I was also working at the same time. Um, I had a part-time job and typically I would have like two jobs at once because I was what you would call over ambitious. Um, and, and really what that does when you are doing too much like that, one, you can't get great at something, right? Because you're spreading yourself too thin and you have too many priority or too many things to prioritize, right? So it's hard to like get really good at what you're doing. And then number two, now that I'm on the other side of college, looking back and even looking at other people's resumes, it's like you are sending the signal that to a degree, 
is less about your um, passion for that organization that you're in and more about just trying to like collect stuff on your resume. Um, so to your question, Jordan, about how many overlapped, it was a lot. And I would encourage people to not do that. I think it's better to be really, really good at a couple of things and have leadership in a couple of roles than to be trying to do everything and then having stuff like constantly falling off or falling through because you're doing too much. Now, I have a question. At any point in any organization that you think like, dang, I'm way too deep in, but I really want to pull out, but I can't pull out because yeah. so much stuff has already fallen on me within this organization I've gotten you know different responsibilities and if I pull out then the organization is going to have to scramble to fill my role yeah there was one role I'm not going to say what it was but there were people who were not pulling their weight and I felt like I took it personal like okay I have to be the person to step in y'all know like with group projects (laughs) if you are a part of a group and two or three of y'all are working really, really hard. And maybe two other people are like not really doing what they're supposed to be doing. But at the end of the day, all of you are getting one grade, right? And so you have to, you don't have to, but most people will choose to take on things that they don't need to do in order to keep the organization afloat or keep the project afloat. And I feel like, yes, there was one organization that I was a part of my sophomore year. I got in way too deep. And if I would have quit, a lot of things would have fallen through the cracks and it would have just looked bad, right? Because it's like that particular organization was also kind of like a prestigious one on campus. And it was connected to a lot of people and a lot of things that I was interested in. So if I would have pulled out, it would have looked bad. But now that I'm grown, (laughs) um, I would tell Collegiate Adelia, Girl, it is what it is. Let it go. Yeah. You know. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I think I, I had some similar experience. Um, my first organization I was ever officially a part of was Phi Beta Lambda Business Fraternity Incorporated. Shout out to all my lambdas. Um, and. You know, that was that was that was it was a great experience for me from an organizational standpoint, because it was my introduction to how that worked. Um, It is a Greek letter organization, but it is not a divine nine organization. It's not national panhellenic. It is a uh, all inclusive organization. I mean, it's it's not, you know, it's not like only for men, only for women, anything like that. It's uh, it's universal. And it is at, at most campuses you know, outside of HBCUs, PWIs um, included as well. It was the organization that like taught me my elevator speech. It was, I was updating my resume as a freshman. It was, uh, I was able to kind of meet some of the movers and the shakers at Grambling um, and just at other HBCUs as well, Southern, so on and so forth. Um, I mean, I, I was a part of, to your point about like group projects, I was a part of creating a business plan for a mobile pet cleaning service. And again, we just kind of came up with something to, to uh, we had to come with it. We had to solve a business need as our, as one of our assignments said that way. 
And um, I never been exposed to any, anything like that in high school. So, you know, being a part of Five Bit of Lambda, that was a, a great experience. But, you know, to your point, Adelia, about how, you know, you, you, you learn what you like, you learn what you don't like, and you kind of get exposed to how things move at your, your, your university or, you know, who the movers and the shakers are. That was an organization that kind of launched me into doing everything else. And that's when it kind of snowballed. And I do think about it, like, by the time I got to my senior year, like my, my first semester of my senior year, last semester of my junior year, I was doing extremely way too much. But it, it, it kind of all happened gradually. Like it wasn't an all at once thing where I just kind of signed up for these organizations. It was, I had become members and we might be active, really active this, this semester, but they might die down like the next semester. So like in my head, I was making it all work, but like truly I wasn't given every organization my all. And I think, uh, you know, how's it been 2020? They kind of reflected poorly on, on some of the things I could have done better. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I feel you. Like once you get a taste of it, it, it's not hard to kind of keep it going because it's like, okay, well, I did well here. I can do this here. I know what I didn't like about this organization. I know I can take it to this organization and make it better. Um, and I tried to do a lot of that early on. And, you know, I think it, it helped me with my leadership skills, but I don't think it was truly fair for all the people involved in the different organizations of my time at Gremlin. So, so you I feel you on that. So you think you spread yourself thin with certain Yeah, I mean, all of them weren't demanding. Uh, a little, I guess a little known fact for people outside of Graham or outside of my my immediate circle at Graham. But uh, I mean, after the five at the Lambda thing, or I guess kind of concurrently, I know you guys at Spelman had like uh, like dormitory, like step teams, like sororities. Am I saying that right? Um, yes, step and stroll teams, step teams, I mean, stroll teams by dorm and step teams by region. By chance, did y'all have like any modeling troops? <laughs> um, modeling troops? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I do remember my freshman year during uh, homecoming, they had the fashion show. And mm-hmm. it consisted of, I don't know, people who signed up and made the cut. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't have long legs or I can't walk like that. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And maybe they had something like that at Cart, but I'm not 100% sure. I wasn't plugged into that world show. So I wasn't plugged into that world either until I was. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> you were modeling? Yeah. So I ground like me. heard you, Pooh. <laughs> it was actually it was actually kind of cool, but it was actually kind of funny too. Well, it ain't no kind of it was fun as hell. They have like two modeling modeling troops at Grambling at the time. I don't know if it's changed or not. And I mean, it's essentially a it's essentially like a who's who's like popular, right? Like if like I guess you can kind of think Mean Girls, like the the girls or the guys who was always like fresh or whatever. They would bring they would pick people like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You come do this, you know, come do this modeling show for us. Cause like we would do like the models, would, the troops were used for like, like it was, it could be the queen's coronation. It could be like uh, homecoming week. Like and it could just be a random event and it could be themed, you know, like the alphas. I think at one point they had a, 
an event in like welcome to the jungle so like they they asked like one of the modeling troops to kind of do like a jungle theme just kind of like help fundraise for the event so anyway i got roped into doing that kind of stuff um i did it for about a year it was cool as hell just because I, I met people but like i'm not the most graceful person i'm not the cutest person i'm not swole i ain't got no muscles like that but like they didn't really care they was like man put some oil in your body and go rip your shirt at the end of the runway <laughs> But, but again, that was one of the organizations that I joined just to kind of, again, be a part of like what's going on at campus. And, you know, I had the business side, but I also had like the little modeling side. And I did it for like a year. Um, and it was and it was real cool. But again, that was one of those organizations where I probably could have not done that because <laughs> it, it wasn't really needed. But again, it was just something else that I had added on my plate. So now I've made a commitment to people where they expect to see me or expect me to show up when you know things are going this so um you just gotta be mindful like over committing yourself to things that's out there jordan i would have never pictured you in modeling even with modeling on gremlin to an ig baddie heard you oh god <laughs> yeah if i can find some pictures i, I share with family because like i mean it was it was it was truly funny uh but i mean and they gave us props and stuff too so like all you had to do was go like spin so, yeah. It's, it's, Let me ask you this, Jordan. Um, do you think that some of the things that you did at Grambling, like if they were available in high school, that you would have done them? Or do you feel like you were more willing to step outside of the box once you were in college? So, I, dude, that's, that's actually, I'm really happy to ask this question. To be honest with you, I think some of the things that I did at Grambling were available at high school, but because I was a student athlete and all I did was like football and track, I didn't really know of those things. So my exposure to them was Grambling, but I do think had I known and, you know, maybe, hey, you know, had I been able to balance better or even been able to balance, I guess, I, I think I would have wanted to be a part of the things in high school. Like, and it's stuff like, you know, yearbook, stuff like, you know, student union board, um, I would complain or say, you know, we're not doing these events at married persons because like maybe it wasn't inclusive or maybe, you know, whatever it was. But I didn't know that as a student, I could have had an active role and potentially changing that. I didn't realize the power of being a student until I got to undergrad. So, yeah, I do think I would have done some in high school if I was aware of them. Um, but I'm, I'm really grateful for that piece of my experience in uh, undergrad because it exposed me to those things and like it really taught me like the, the, the power that students have, um, whether that's doing like a little small private event or that's a part of the uh, convocation where, you know, you got the president of the university speaking or their student government and you're actually making changes to people's, you know, fee sheets, you know, or um, <laughs> I know y'all don't do fee sheets, but uh, like people's payments, like, hey, you're gonna pay extra X amount it's going to go to the natatory. We're going to pay X amount. It's going to go to the library. Like students were behind writing those bills and that legislation. And I just did not realize that how much power students had. So I have a question. Let's shift gears. You've been calling yourself Prez for a very long time. It kind of manifested its way into you becoming president of Grambling uh, your senior year. What did you like? What was that process for anyone who was interested in becoming student government president? Um, 
what did you run on and how was like how did it look like with y'all having to do speeches and and what was the process like after you won like sitting at the table with you know the big wigs of the student not the student board but like of the uh, college itself so let me attempt to be concise so how they how it comes about is it's there are flyers everywhere on campus right so you know student government association and typically they hold elections for your respective classification so freshman sophomore senior so on and so forth um there is a graduate student alliance but again they're, they're separate because i was focused more on undergrad um i was a as a credit to Phi Beta Lambda. And after Phi Beta Lambda, I joined the student union board, which is separate. Student union board handles more of the social activities. So like spirit week, homecoming week, um, any concerts, like if future is gonna come to campus, that's student union board uh, at Grambling. SGA is more of the political things like, um, you know, safety, uh, you know, lighting, dormitories, everything else. So I got exposed to all, like, all of those things at a young age, at my young, age young on early on at, at Gramlin and I just got involved with like the student elections and all I did was really see you know the constitution and how things worked and I just decided to kind of commit myself to running for you know something so uh, my first position was election commissioner and then I was uh junior class president and all the while I was involved just kind of working with um the senate and just other, cause they were my friends. I mean, it was just my friends that were doing these things and I, I wanted to be a part of it. And I think what the biggest boom for me to, of how I was able to become president was because I was involved in so many different things, people always saw me doing something. So whether it's campus cleanup, whether it's resume services, whether it's uh, black dynasty modeling, like I was always doing something. So like my face card was like really good at Grammar. And I think ultimately that's why I was able to win um, I did run on, um, like the slogan was like, let me be your voice, like voice being an acronym for like vital opinions, inputs, concerns, and endeavors. So like things that students wanted to see, things that students wanted to do. I realized that, that although the student government had been making moves and strides, like to, to better overall campus life, they had really kind of been doing things to also, hey, look at me and what I've done for the campus instead of like students are actually asking for like X, Y, Z and we're not getting that. Like students are actually like, it may not feel safe because we don't have enough lights in this area. We, we, we don't have enough trash cans because it's, you know, we got like people just litter, but it's like, I mean, if, maybe if we increase the, the amount of trash cans, we could like kind of peel some of that stuff. So it was like some low hanging fruit that I didn't feel that was really being heard or acknowledged. And I didn't think it would take thousands of dollars to do them so i ran on those things and just when i had a face card and i and i had, i had gone greek i was an omega at the time we still were doing house parties with on q parties so like i kind of showed people i can have fun but i was also dean's list too so i had grades at, at that time <laughs> uh another cautionary tale about don't do too much uh extracurricular because it, it does it can weigh on your academics but um but yeah, that was kind of how I got there. Now I'm trying to wrap up what, what it was like sitting at the table. It was intimidating because you're sitting there with these, you know, white haired or older people and you're sending, you are the voice. You are the, the, the person who represents those students and you want to speak um, with power and authority 
And you don't want to concede when, you know, you know, older people are telling you that's not possible. That we don't need to do that. Students don't really want that because everybody has their own agenda. So that like that was my true introduction to how grimy politics are. Um, and it was something that I, I really I really did not do well. And I was I was very naive um, my first few meetings and first few months and everything else. But then I got the swing of things. And, and I think that positioned me for things I'll be able to do later. But I think for anybody who's interested in doing something in the student government, go to the meetings, go to the all hands, see what see what the issues are. And don't just do it because you just kind of want a position of power. Like to the point you made, like I, I had zero intentions of being president, but it happened to where I was exposed to the issues. And I think as is kind of common in our generation, most people don't really care about something until it impacts them. And I was able to see how it could impact people without those people actually being aware of it or being or speaking to it. And like, just an example of that is we, we have some policies for international students that international students didn't really, the international students didn't vote on. Um, so it's like, how are we making decisions about people and they're not in the room to decide it? So like, that was kind of where some of my passion for it came. And ultimately my face card helped me get it done. So no, that was long-winded, but I was trying to hit all your points. No, that was good. And I really appreciate the part about not just doing things for power, right? Not just doing things because it looks good or you want to be seen. Because at the end of the day, you have to do the work, right? You have to be able to execute on those things. And, and if you're not really passionate about it or not really there to do the work, to me, it looks even worse once you get that position and then you're not able to deliver on what it is that you promised. So. Yeah. I also have a question because wh what year did you cross? You crossed before you became president? Yeah, so my undergrad year was uh, fall, fall 10. Fall 2010 was my first my freshman year and I crossed in fall 2012 and I ran for SJA president in the spring of 2013 because the elections are, hand are held in the spring. Uh, okay, I have a question. Do you think with the amount of organizations that you were a part of, do you think that some people came because, you know, you were Greek and they wanted to get in? And if you can't answer this, that's fine. But I'm just, I'm curious. Oh, oh no, uh, without a doubt. Like it, it, it became a, and I, I kind of took offense to it, but it's kind of like when you're trying to win, you just kind of go with it. It became a popularity contest. And I, I beat the people I beat because I knew more, well, I want to say I knew more people, but I, I had like better relationships with like students. And when it came down to not me as an average student, not me knowing all the things that it takes to be, or it takes to, or the steps or the, the power that you have in SGA, I just know I know you and I want to be the brothers one day. So like, I'm gonna show up or like, I know you. And you know, from like the ladies perspective, my, my dad is in Omega and he's cute or whatever else. So like, he let me in the party for, you know, whatever else. Like, I think a lot of that played into why I, ultimately I was elected. Um, that's not why I ran, but ultimately that's why I, why I, I, I was elected. I, I do think it was truly like a popularity contest and I won off of that. Um, but like, you know, to, to Dee's point about having to do the work, I think the biggest misconception about running or being in a position of power is that you really have power. Now you can, but it's all about who's around you as well. Because there's checks and balances to everything. And, you know, if you are tr truly considering running for a position, 
whether that's in any organization, make sure that you are A, on the same page with the members or the body, or that you have people that can support you because you can go in with guns blazing with all these ideas, but if you don't have anybody that, that can support you or help execute those ideas, it's just wishes and it's just dreams and goals. Like you, you, you truly have to have a team around you. Um, and I think that's what's also lost in people's pursuit of power. You can be the, but you can be creme de la creme, but if they don't like you, you're not gonna be able to get nothing done. <laughs> like you're, when I say they, meaning like the Senate, your vice president, your, your executive board, like you really need people in your corner to help you execute your vision. Okay. So y'all, y'all listen carefully. If y'all ever think about running for uh, student government positions, it's not all peaches and creams, but it is very um, worthwhile to do so for the student body. Yeah, and, and just one more note is, don't think just if you go Greek, this is for, to any and everybody, <laughs> that you are going to win because that can also be a negative uh, attribute that you have. I mean, trust me, there had been a, a student body, there have been Omegas that had been student body president prior to me. Uh, shout out to, you know, shout out to my man, Chris. But by and large, it can be a stigma if you are Greek. Oh, he they only gonna be hopping in the in the in the president's office, or they only gonna be shimmying this and the third. Like only alphas get work done. Or stigmas, they don't do nothing, and the AKAs, they too pretty to work. Like it's all these different stigmas that people or stereotypes that people hit you with too. So like don't just think by me joining all these organizations and by me going Greek, I can get to where I wanna be because you know, A, somebody can just weigh you down and B, you know, you can be lumped in with like guilty by association because I mean, you now are a member of an organization and all organizations don't have the best reputation. And that's not even like a D9 thing. That's just like a, in general. So like, you know, I guess another cautionary tale, be mindful of what you are willing to put your name on uh, and don't just put your name on because they put a flyer on your door. You know what I mean? Like truly understand the reason or the, 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 the mission and the vision or the objective behind that organization before you put your money into it or you put your time into it. Cause like you just, it, it can become your identity. So like, be careful with that too. Yeah, it's real. That is most definitely real. So mine was a little bit different from y'all's. I wasn't, in, I didn't care about the, the political aspect of the college. And I, and I don't know if that's an awful thing for me to say so. My freshman year, I was part of the Stro team, and going through those tryouts was a lot. But so Stro team is basically based off of dorm, and then going through that, you know, having to prepare for you know different stroll appearances. So we would do stroll, you know, stuff at Hump Wednesday and things of that nature. So that was actually very fun. And by the time the the step team subs came out. I, I bowed out gracefully because I'm like, I know my lane and I'm not I'm not built for that life or whatever. So I want to say um, sophomore year, um, I decided to stay on campus for a little longer to help out with graduation. And my mama was pissed because this was around the time I was supposed to be going to interview for Geico for like their little summer internship or whatever. And I was like, 
Mm, no, I want to stay on campus and I want to help out with uh, Spelman's graduation. So I was working in the um, volunteer in the office of special events. I was helping with the Golden Girls. And I think the be keep me honest, the Golden Girls are the women who are there celebrating 50 years uh, from graduating from Spelman. And then I was just, you know, on site watching people graduate and just really helping anywhere I could. So I got a clearance to stay on campus for like an extra two weeks. And then after that, I went home with no job and she would not let me live it down. But that same summer, I got called in to do an interview to work in the Office of Special Events. And I ended up getting the job. And that's where I worked all throughout the rest of my year um, for college. And because of that, I started um I became part of the event envoy. So that was like the special events club at Spelman. And then my senior year, I became president of that organization because I always looked at myself as a very creative person. Uh, I don't like boring stuff. And I decided to like go against the grain because with me being an economics major, I felt like people were doing the whole, oh, we can be part of the econ club or the business club and all that stuff. I went to those meetings and I was like, yeah, no, this ain't for me. I'm not going to do it. So then I want to say my junior year, I decided to work with Miss Spellman in her court, like decided to be a part of the publicity team. So we had an interview for those positions and that was what I got put on. And the publicity team were responsible for all of the marketing around Miss Spelman and her course um, events and things of that nature. So that was very fun. And then fun fact, I actually applied for Miss Spelman uh, at the end of my junior year because that's that was my first introduction to Spelman when Dee took me to Miss um, Spelman and her course pageant. And so I ended up bombing my interview, but I was still interviewing to be part of the Miss Bellman and her course team because either way, though, I wanted to be involved with Miss Bellman in some way, shape, or form. So that year, I ended up um, getting the co-production team um, position, which I was so excited about. And because of that, I co-produced the Vagina Monologues, which is Basically, a monologue about the woman's bodies, everything that women go through from uh, uh, periods and from, you know, things around sexual assault, domestic violence, things of that nature. And the year that I did it, we decided to do a 90s theme. So we, we called it the, the Notorious VAG. And each title was part of a 90s classic. So we had BAPs, like, you know, the Academy Awards, like, you know, women getting orgasms and things of that sort. We brought a different world episode to life, um, talking about HIV AIDS. Uh, we brought sexual assault awareness things um, to life in an artistic way. And it was, it felt so good going through all of those motions, picking people for the cast and, you know, seeing people on Twitter talk about, oh my gosh, that was such a good show. Like, it was so 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 fun and even that same year I was able to sit backstage and be a production manager for Miss Bellman and her course pageant for the next group of girls that were coming in so I had so much fun in these organizations I didn't feel like I was stretched thin but I will say 
Had I not missed that interview my sophomore year, I probably would not have done half of the stuff or been in half of the positions I was in because I did decide to stay on campus and eventually end up getting that job in special events. Because I don't, like I said, I can't do boring stuff and I'm a very creative person. I like to taste on myself. So mine was, you know, completely different. I stayed away from the student government stuff, even though I was my friend's campaign manager. And she did win her presidency our senior year. So, you know, I can do a little behind the scenes stuff. That's where I like to be. I think you mentioned that you were running for, not running for Ms. Spellman or court. There was an interview process leading up to you being able to run for the court, right? Yeah, not and I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awful. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't get that. I got past the application part thing, but the interview, so the people who you ended up working with like the girls who actually made the court for Miss Spellman in her court do you feel like you were able to still build those relationships even though (laughs) you weren't in that position yeah like they they were some of the coolest girls like we we incorporated them into the vagina monologues they were like really cool um I was friends with uh one of them and everybody else like I said, I wanted to help Miss Bellman in her court in any way, shape, or form, whether that was being on the court or behind mm-hmm. the court. So it that didn't, you know, me not making it that far, it didn't like, you know, hinder anything because God had other plans for me. Mm-hmm. But it was it was fun. And being a part of the production team the year before was fun. Um, like I said, that was my first introduction to Spellman was Miss Spellman in her court. So I wanted to help out in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Looking back, is there one club or organization that you were a part of that you should not have joined? Or that no. you- No, because everything that I was part of, like if I didn't like it, I stopped going. Like I went to one econ club meeting and I was like, no, no, this is not for me. And I didn't go back. So what the stuff that I did, I did it intentionally and it, it made me feel good outside of my whole academic stuff. It made me express my creativity or whatever, because econ from to me is very black and white and then being in class and doing all these numbers and papers and stuff, going to the Miss Bellman meetings and going to the event envoy meetings allowed me to do stuff in color. Mm. Well, I didn't do nothing that I didn't want to do. Yeah, so it sounds like really how it is in the real life and in, in, in the real world, right? You do what you do to pay your bills. Some people are fortunate to have jobs that align directly with their passions and every single thing that they love in the world. And some people have hobbies and things that they do on the side, you know, that fulfill them outside of what they do to pay their bills. And I feel like that's kind of what you're describing, which is like econ was kind of the bread and butter. And then those clubs and organizations allowed you to be able to fulfill your passion projects. So yeah. And, really cool. and I just want people to know, like, you don't have to feel like, oh, I need to, I need this on my resume or whatever in order to get this job or to get this position on campus. No, do what you love, do what you want to do because this is your extracurricular stuff, right? You have to go to class, right? 
you have to do all this stuff. So don't spend time outside of class doing stuff you don't want to do. That's that's crazy. Cause time is limited. Period. Yeah, I, I agree with that a whole a hundred percent. So this question for both of y'all. How would you rate, rank, or describe like the networking benefits of being involved and like the many organizations that you guys were involved? Mm, I would say that because because I went to Spelman and because of what Spelman is, that the networking opportunities that came along with the with the um, extracurricular activities were like on a whole nother level. I'll give you an example. My senior year, I was a part of, um, I did a lot of work with like institutional advancement. So that was, even though fundraising was not my favorite thing to do, um, I was a part of like the organizations that kind of worked to, I don't want to say like, well, the organizations that worked or the departments that worked with our or our external, like, um, what do you call it? I guess people who donate to Spelman, our donors. Um, and so because of that, I will often get invited to events and places that I would have never in my wildest dreams been able to go and to be able to sit with people who I would have never in my wildest dreams, be able to sit with, um, especially being like a first generation college student out of rural Georgia. Um, one of the examples is there was one organization that I was a part of. Um, I want to say it was Granddaughters Club. They had an extra space at a brunch, at a pre graduation brunch, which is like a tradition at Spelman. And they were like, Adelia, we know that you love Marion Wright Elderman. We know that you were a part of the Children's Defense Fund. Marion Wright Elderman is going to be at this brunch. We want to sit you with her. And because we need more students at her table. So I brunched next to Marion Wright Elderman for no other reason than I was a part of this organization and had a relationship with the people who were putting the brunch together. Um, I was able to um, be a part of like the presidential motorcade, like some had this presidential motorcade that they would put together for like the Christmas Glee Club concerts at Morehouse and would invite like all of these distinguished guests. And so I was able to be a part of that because I was also a part of these other organizations that were directly tied to those things. Miss um, Spellman and her court team mentioned that because I was a part of the cabinet for Miss Spellman and her court, I was also one of the people who was able to get an early opportunity to apply to go to Washington, D.C. Um, at the time, Janetta Besh Cole, former president of Spellman, had become the director over the Smithsonian African American Museum. And she wanted to bring people from Spellman to meet with her and to see the museum and to, you know, have some leadership opportunities. And so because of those organizations that I was connected to, I was one of the people who was picked automatically and got a completely paid for trip to go meet with Janetta Besh Cole. Um, and then finally, this is a little <laughs> petty, but it matters. I was not a part of SGA. I actually ran for SGA and failed, 
But because I maintain relationships with a lot of those girls, when they developed the meal plan scholarship for, for commuters, I applied and I got it. <laughs> so, I mean, I could really just go on and on and on, but I am very grateful for every single connection that I was able to make and the opportunities that I got just for, you know, doing those extracurricular activities. I definitely wasn't expecting it, but it was the icing on the cake. I would just, I would just say, I don't think you failed at anything. I think God's plan intended for you to, to duck that stress. (laughs) It was not meant for you. (laughs) Right. Right. Cause I mean, I ended up being on the senior class council, but that just goes, that's, that's life though. Right. Like, there will be things that you opportunities you receive and opportunities that you don't receive. But if you keep a good head, you have a good heart and you maintain the core of who you are, like something else will come along and it will be a blessing to you. Yep. And it was like the same for me as well, because that's how I ended up going to the branch before my graduation by working in the office of special events and they had extra space and, they had extra space for me and the guests, which I chose my mom, even though I don't think she was not going to let me choose her. But, um, and then at that same brunch, they told us like, oh, you know, the girls who were part of SGA and who had worked in like uh, the Rockefeller building. So there was institutional advancement and then special events. They're like, oh, we want y'all to come back and take a picture with somebody. And that somebody was Laura Lynch, who at the time was the attorney general and she was also our graduation speaker. So I think that if I had not worked in the office of special events, I would child, like I said, I wasn't the best um, academic person. So I don't think I would have gotten that opportunity. And then even working in the office of special events, I got to go to the Black Women's Film Network luncheon multiple times. I was able to meet different famous people that came all throughout that Rockefeller Hall. Um, I worked Christmas Carol concert. I worked in the president's office when she had her events and things like that. And like high esteemed guests would come for the Christmas Carol concert. So everything, like it was a different avenue, but it worked for me. And then kind of like what you said, like even though I did not get to uh, compete for Miss Spellman, that it didn't matter because I was able to become a co-producer of the Vagina Monologues. And they also gave stipends too. And then I think also that year, I didn't have to pay for my homecoming package, to be 100% honest. I think I ended up just um, getting a pass to go to homecoming. So it was like, hey, I just think that every different avenues, whether you're doing the political route with SGA or you're doing the social activities, like I feel like everything is going to lead you to the path that you're supposed to be on. And in my honest opinion, and also with working in special events, we got to plan Founders Day. So the Founders Day that happened on campus was because of the Office of Special Events and part of the event envoys. And I had fun doing it. And I would do it again. I won't go back to school to just do work, but <laughs> I'll go back and do that again. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think it's the same for me in terms of I would not have been in the rooms. I mean, I was able to meet uh, state senators. I was able to take trips to the Capitol. I was exposed to uh, a number of um, like larger organizations, you know, like um, 
that was Tom Joyner, United Negro College Fund, uh, you know, APAC, American Israel Public Affairs Committee. I was exposed to a lot of these things that I would not have been a part of had I not been in, in disinvolved in organizations. And all of those aren't specific to SGA, but it's just a piece of it. Um, this is a, a, a piece of why I appreciate being involved because as you all experienced, I did, I got a chance to brush shoulders with like a lot of people. And you know, you just, you just meet a lot of like Gramlin, we do have a rich history. So I was able to meet a lot of, you know, uh, esteemed alumni, like, you know, Doug Williams and I, I mean, I, I had known him since I was younger, just based on Mark's relationship with him, big ass relationship with him, but like, seeing him and, and just kind of having dinner with him or whatever, just kind of talking about what we want to do for the school, everything else, those kind of things I didn't think would be possible, but they were just because I was involved. So, um, so yeah, I think to put a bow on it, I encourage everyone to get involved, just get involved for the right reasons. And if you are going to get involved, do something that respects your time and where you are in your matriculation. Like you you will have more time as a freshman and as, as a sophomore. So go for those, you know, those fun things or even those challenging things to do. And if you wanna go higher and become, you know, the missus or the, the mister of your university or whatever it might be, I say go for that as well. But like, don't do it if it ruins or cuts into uh, your academic success because ultimately that's why you're there. Uh, you know, I, I learned some life skills from being involved outside of the classroom, but, you know, I don't think my story is everyone's story. And, and I've, I've truly been blessed to have a lot of people around me to where things worked out for me. But, uh, yeah, just make sure you do your homework. <laughs> and also know that uh, you don't have to live on campus to feel like you have like can be involved in campus events because those last two years of me doing a lot of stuff I wasn't living on campus so don't let living off campus hinder you from taking part of any extracurricular activities on campus cool cool uh so any last and finals before we let the good people our good listeners go uh y'all want to sprinkle anything else on on being involved in organizations or any other cautionary tales or tips and tricks? I don't have any other cautionary tales, but I will say um, that whatever it is that you choose to do, always remember that less is more, right? So again, you might not be involved as many as in, as you may not be involved in as many organizations, but whatever organizations you're in, go hard. Yep. And then I would say sometimes no doesn't necessarily mean no. It sometimes means um, not right now. And I feel like if you don't get a position that you want to get or whatever the case may be, keep working at it. Um, because like I said, life will always direct you to the place where you're supposed to be. And it might not be your time at that moment, but don't let it stop you from working towards it. Or it might redirect you to a different place that you never knew you would go. 100%, 100%. Well, with that family, I think uh, I think we're good to go. Um, I just want to, you know, shout out all our listeners and, you know, all the people who continue to rock with us. Uh, again, continue to, to 
you know, if you aren't following us, follow us on uh, Unapologetic HBCU on uh, the gram. And uh, please subscribe to the podcast for future episodes. And, uh, you know, definitely take a look back in the archives for some of our previous releases. Um, it's truly been a joy just, you know, sharing our experiences with HBCUs and just promoting others to go to HBCUs. So, you know, we'll continue doing our thing if y'all continue doing y'all. So thank you again for the continued support. And uh, with that, you HBCU out. Bye.